0: Welcome to the show. I'm Dr. Corey Allen alongside my wife, Pam, each and every week.
1: Good to be here every week.
0: That's right. I, I stepped right on you right at the very beginning. No, you're good. One of the threads of today's episode is uh, warning signs of problems in marriage. <laughs> uh,
1: I think you're all right.
0: Not letting a co-host speak. Maybe that's one of them.
1: <laughs> I really wasn't going to speak. So maybe one of them is we read our spouse wrong. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that never happens. Never, ever well, no, welcome to the show. This is uh, Passionately Married, where what we're trying to do is frame conversations and actions that couples can take that just enhance their life together, uh, be it their marriage, their sex life, their communication, their parenting, their, mm. their personal life, because, you know, not a shocking statement at all, but they all overlap onto each, each other. Yes,
1: they feed off of one another for
0: sure. Because one of the foundational beliefs we've had is that marriage has a design in mind to help us grow up. And one of the other things that happens is, and this is one of the threads of almost doing this for 12 years now, one of my favorite threads of messages that come in at feedback at married or 214-702-9565, which is our voicemail line, is the idea of, I started listening to you guys because I was trying to figure out how to get my spouse to change or stop doing whatever or fix things. I wanted to come fix my spouse. And lo and behold, it was me that needed to get the work done. Yeah. (laughs) Not letting them off the hook by any means, but we control what we can control, Yeah, which at the end of the day, it's just us. Mm -hmm. And we got to realize that because a lot of times what happens is in marriage and in life, we're trying to... Um, create something, grow something, be something, if you think about it, right? That's kind of why why we got married in the first place, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, hopefully we're trying to grow something and we're not just stale, but sure. anyway, well, hopefully there's a purpose there and abso- that connection and that relationship. because
0: One of the things I love is the idea that marriage can take you places that you can't go on your own. Mm-hmm. And one, this came on Instagram that we posted this uh, on our Instagram account uh, last week that says when you want to use your sex life as a means to grow yourself and your marriage up, it's often pointless and counterproductive to learn a variety of new sexual techniques.
1: Okay. Mm -hmm. Because Mm -hmm. a lot of us
0: think, Oh, I want to improve my life. And so let's just learn new techniques. Let's try new things. Yeah. Right. But using sex as a vehicle for personal and relational growth, it's not the same as just doing something new. Rather, This process depends on maintaining a high level of personal connection with someone known and loved during sex.
1: Yeah. So it's about the connection. It's not about the idiosyncrasies of the hows and what's, right? right? And
0: then it's learning how to follow that connection to create something better, which requires full presence and consent of both spouses.
1: Mm Mm-hmm
0: that you're both involved. And so I know right off the bat, some people are going to hear that and go, yeah, but my spouse isn't on board with that. But that doesn't mean there's not still a potential for connection. It just means you're not getting the connection you want. But there still can be a connection there.
1: Right, which can't be discounted, but you got to figure out how to deal with that separately, right?
0: Absolutely. Well, just want to throw that out there. If you want to find us more on all the socials out there, it's at Passionately Married. So any social platform, pretty much type that in and you'll find us, Hey, hit the, hit the follow button on them all too, because we have a lot of fun things that happen throughout the week Yeah, on all the different platforms as well. Well, coming up on today's regular version of passionately married podcast is, um, we're going to get real a little bit, Pam, about what are some of the warning signs in marriage? Okay. Okay. What are some of the things that can be, we might have a problem hmm. here and some are going to be. Okay. And some might be, ooh, wait. Because there is an element of, I think, some of these, they exist in all relationships to varying degrees. Okay. Okay.
1: But don't ignore them.
0: Absolutely. I guess. Well, be okay. aware of them. But all don't right. don't all give right. away where we're going in the extended okay. content. Because okay. Okay. where okay. we're heading today in the extended content, which is deeper, longer, and there are no ads, you can subscribe at passionatelymarried.net forward slash academy. So we, talked, we will have talked about all the different warning signs mm-hmm. in the extended content. We're going to tell you what to do with them. Perfect. So all that's coming up right after this.
1: Ladies, summer may be winding down, but it's still hot. Even if you're heading to football games, it's still hot, which is the worst time to suffer from an uncomfortable bra. So thankfully, Honey Love has you covered. Upgrade from traditional bras that use uncomfortable underwire and bulky fabrics that trap heat. Honey Love's bras feature supportive bonding that eliminates the need for underwire without sacrificing lift. Plus, they're made with fabric that's so soft it feels like a second skin. You'll immediately feel and see the difference. It's so next-level comfortable that you'll forget you're wearing it. For a limited time only, you can get Honey Love on sale. Get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link, honeylove.com passion. You know that feeling when you get home from a long day and immediately take off your bra? Well, with Honey Love, you'll never experience that again. Their bras are so comfortable, you'll forget you're wearing them. Honey Love's best-selling bra, the crossover bra, is so comfortable, it's sure to be your new go-to. It gives all the support in traditional bras without using any underwires. Plus, mesh detailing adds a touch of sexy. Treat yourself to the best bras on the market. And get 20% off at honeylove.com slash passion. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off at honeylove.com slash passion.
0: So from the outset with this conversation, Pam, it's worth noting that um, I want to set aside some of the obvious things that can happen when you're talking about warning signs of a relationship and a marriage. Because I think these are interchangeable. Those of you that are listening in the nation that maybe aren't married or Mm -hmm. are in a committed relationship, or you're just thinking of relationships, Mm -hmm. this is still something, doesn't matter the stage of your relationship, these principles apply. Okay. But it's going to take into account, we're not going to talk about, well, there's been infidelity. There's an affair going on. Clearly that's a warning sign. There's neglect. There's abandonment. Right. You know, there's. I've never really been committed in the first place. You know, there's a lot of different aspects of things that are, they're not what's easiest way to say they're not as common maybe but they are for sure a sign that's a problem
1: yeah i think most people are well those are the obvious ones that people say yeah okay we've got an issue here right right we're talking maybe the more subtle things that yes maybe i just voluntarily choose not to pay attention to
0: yeah or I'm not even aware I'm doing it. And that's part ah, of the reason why we're going through this list, because some of this, I was on Reddit the other day and I, f- I found this kind of a, c- a collaboration of a whole bunch of things, okay. which made me start thinking, building off of that list, what are some of the things I've seen in my two decades of working with marriages as a therapist? Great. And that's, that's, so it's kind of a combination of all of that, basically of things I have regularly seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, both in my office and in our marriage. That's why we're going to be real in this thing, Yeah. right? And so if you hear any of these things as you're listening today, and I guess I'm telling you this too, Pam, because you don't know the list that I've got. I do not know that. And so is... she gets to be in the audience today and jump in and...
1: As every day almost. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and, push, and push back, please. Um, but if you hear that this might be happening in my marriage, but more importantly, this might be happening in my life. Like I do these things. Mm. I don't want anybody to think, "Uh Oh, it's over. No, it's a big problem because there is an element of, we all have tendencies to do things that are the worst in us. Mm. And we're not always operating at our best. And so the more important thing is how do I recognize them sooner rather than later? So they don't get a huge foothold.
1: Sure, sure. Well, and and some things the system of your marriage has just learned to cope with it. And so you might just be grooving along, but if you can address whatever it is that mm-hmm. might freak you out, maybe you're taking yourself and your home life To the next level, to just be more enjoyable. You could keep doing this thing, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. forever, and maybe things just rock along Mm -hmm. okay, but when we start looking at ourselves and some of these things we do, if we address them, boy, life can just be more enjoyable.
0: Absolutely. Right,
1: and it's supposed to be what kind of it it was intended to be.
0: And thanks for teeing this up, because I wasn't thinking of it through this lens, but what i want to do with the list in the regular version is um f- a chance for I'll, I'll own i'll speak for me here i'm not going to speak for you you're my co-host you speak for yourself in this but uh, i'm going to own the ones that i mention that i do okay or have done okay because i think there's clarity to realize this is part of being human in some ways and i think being a more whole human if you will is recognizing both sides of my coin as a human which is the good things and the bad things of me. All right. Because when I act like these don't happen to me, which some of them maybe they don't in, with people, mm-hmm. but some of them absolutely you will resonate with. Recognizing that means it wreaks less, less havoc in your life than if you're blind to it or acting like you're blind to it.
1: Oh, that's just it. Some of it's acting like we're blind to mm-hmm. it, right? I'm, I just don't want to address it.
0: Okay. And yeah. so here's here's okay. the first one that comes up. And again, we're not going to answer. Here's what you should do with them yet. We'll go back through that in the extended content. So you wanna subscribe if you're not already a member. There you go. Um so the first one, and these are in no particular hierarchy or order. All right. Okay. So when you start calculating how much you give and receive in a relationship versus what your spouse or partner is giving and receiving. Okay. Also known as scoreboarding. Yeah. Right. This yeah. is a common one. Uh I will own, I can do this thing. Okay. Pretty easily.
1: Note to self. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Why is it a note to yourself on that?
1: <laughs> I got to make sure I'm doing my part to keep, stay on the scoreboard. I'm jo-
0: oh, joking there. No, I get you. But, it, but it's one of the things I've recognized that I will do in this is when I feel like it gets, and it's usually over household things, and it's when I'm, when I'm not at my best. Because I know the role I play in the agreements we've got of how our house yeah. and family runs, yeah. but there are times where it's like, oh, I'm always doing fill in the blank, and that can easily then turn into something a lot bigger.
1: Well, you know, full disclosure here, I can't say I, I can't say that I scoreboard. I guess maybe I do, but the scoreboard is always in your favor on those type of things. Like <laughs> I'm always losing if i'm scoreboarding and then i feel like deficient like ah he's got to be if he's not ticked at me why isn't he ticked at me because he he Ah, picks up more of the load than he should okay so there is a reality there um you never portray that you're scoreboarding which is interesting
0: well i think a lot of this is internal for me. okay, And I think that's where it's going to play out sometimes. And here's a clue for people that are listening in the nation. If this is something that wreaks havoc in your life, this is what you say when you guys get in heated fights. This is the ammo you use.
1: You bring up, oh, well, I'm always doing this and yes. you never do it.
0: Yes. Okay. That would be one of the fuels and markers of, yep, that's that might be what you're doing. Okay, And that can become a problem. Okay. Number two is regularly discovering lies or skews or omissions from your spouse, or you are doing it yourself. Okay. Which is basically, I just have real trouble being honest.
1: I think we could all see that that could be an issue.
0: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. It can be. And
1: why are they having trouble with
0: being honest? And some of this, it just becomes more important about self-awareness and self-confrontation with this kind of the conversation is, recognizing why, why do I hide? Why did I hide that? Because if you think about it, some of the stuff, it's really pretty small. Mm -hmm. But why did I not share that? Mm -hmm. Particularly when I'm asked, right? This is one of the threads I've heard from Dr. Uh, Peterson. Was he one in his 12 rules for life? One of Mm -hmm. them is uh, strive to tell the truth, but at least don't lie. Because there's a lot of gray area in we did that. Was that an omission, a lie or was it, you know, and, but it's just, if you're regularly discovering what I've been told is not the story, we got a problem. That's a warning sign.
1: Or if I'm regularly myself, not giving the story.
0: Yes. It, yeah. You're just a recipe for waiting to get blasted later.
1: Yeah. So be real with yourself mm-hmm. on that one.
0: Okay. And then number three, um, uh, if, this is an interesting one that this is based off of, uh, cl- couples I've had through the two, the two decades of doing this is a relationship that started by one or both of them cheating.
1: That one just sounds like a real obvious one to me.
0: It is and it, from an objective point of view. But when you get subjective about these things and I hear their stories, I'm like, okay, I understand. <laughs> I guess I can get it, but it's still, that's going to be a problem because you've already set a foundation that's shaky and relationships are hard enough as it is.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, and I think that that would be one. At some point, if you get to where you're struggling with one another, there's tension between the two of you. I haven't walked these shoes, but I, I would think that in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, well, you cheated on so and so to be with me, so why wouldn't you cheat on me? Right. There, there, there's got to be s- something in there. Maybe not, but
0: well, it's, that's the struggle is making it to where we get uh, pie in the sky, rose-colored glasses. Oh, but this one's a soulmate. This one's a
1: grass so it is always greener. Happen
0: huh? again, but in reality, if you're in this situation, you already know there's some doubt. And jealousy potentials or some uncertainty that is could be there because you got to just realize who are you guys with? Who, who, who are you and who are you with? Mm-hmm. So that's, that's I know number, what you're capable of. That's number three. Number four, uh, and this is uh, based on a lot of Gottman's work and some of the scientific research that's out there on relationships. Uh, and this goes into the whole element of what's the quotient of negative events versus positive events or moments in your marriage? Think of it conversationally. Are there more negative dialogues than positive dialogues? Because what the theory is and the philosophy is you need a five to one ratio of positive to negative. Wow. Yeah.
1: Okay. You need a five to one for what? Just to survive, to be healthy? This is to on be... relationship.
0: a study of relationship survivability
1: survivability.
0: Yep. Because think about it. If it's a constant barrage of negative with only a few little positives, do you really believe the positives?
1: Well, that, and that's so hard. You think about people that just for whatever reason get pounded by all these outside things that are out of their control and how much harder it is.
0: Well, okay. But on, let's clarify that. Maybe that's extended
1: comment. That's
0: well, that's not, that can be brought into the relationship. I could have something going on outside of my life that's out of my control, outside of my marriage, it's out of my control. And are you an ally in this or do you pile on? Okay. That makes the difference. So
1: we're not talking about things that happen in life that are no, negative versus positive. we're talking about a, the
0: relationship dynamic. That makes Thanks sense. Thanks for clarifying that because yeah. that might have been unclear to some other people as well. Yeah, yeah. That is <laughs> Because it is, it's seeing it as... What's the dialogue like between us? And that's going to come up in a couple others, too. Okay. Um, but in the relationship, does it lean more towards the positive interactions, moments, and events together or negative interactions, moments, and events together? Okay. Okay. Uh, number five, when one person wants to fix the other. Hmm. And I love this quote that I came across it, that if your relationship or your marriage... Uh, started as, and is continued as a relation, a repair project. You didn't fall in love with who they are. You fell in love with who you want them to be.
1: And they may never live up to what you want them to be. Right.
0: Yeah. Right. Okay.
1: That's a stressor on the other person and on you. I mean, who can, neither of you can live up to anything.
0: Okay. Yep. Number six. Uh, when you argue over insignificant things regularly, (laughs) like you bought the wrong spaghetti sauce or, you know, I like 2% milk or, you know, (laughs) and it's just, and it turns into critical and criticism, right? So when that's an undercurrent, because again, there's a, there's a rationale underneath that, that usually is much deeper. That's what we'll talk about in the extended, but that's that's one of the markers to okay. recognize. Okay. Number seven, uh, if one or both of the people in the marriage are controlling of each other. Yeah. This is an all too common thing, actually. So you feel
1: like one or both feel suffocated by the other. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have to answer or, for every dollar I spend. Or it's never or, good
0: enough. Or... You feel like I express an opinion and they shoot it down right away and add in some character assassination to it as well. Mm. Um, But if you look at it, because again, all of us are trying to create comfort zones and how we live is going to interact and butt up against my spouse and Mm -hmm. how they want to live and interact. But it's important to realize I can either address that or I'm trying to control it.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: I can realize that or I'm trying to control it. Hmm. That's kind of a, uni- a universal thing. Okay. okay. Number eight, and these, this one's a really important one, I think, because this is one of those markers of usually when we're out in, in public, we're, we're on our best behavior with each other. Like we kind of know how to act around strangers or even friends in yeah. a sense. But how do you speak to each other when you're not alone? When you're not alone, right? As a couple, Mm -hmm. like we we usually speak to people with a lot of respect and kindness. But when you get around other married couples or friends, and you say awful things to each other, or you got nasty, snappy tones, that's a problem. Because at that point, then what really is going on underneath me is eking out, and we can keep stuff at bay a lot of times. We can put on a good front. Everybody's capable of this. I've had a horrific night or something as at home life, but I can go into my office the next day. I can do my job. I can, I can maybe let it know I got some problems, but I'm not just letting it loose. And then when I come home, I can let loose on my family. Yeah. Right? But when that starts coming out between a married couple in front of other people, that's a warning sign.
1: Gotcha. Okay. Gotcha.
0: Because then you're not talking about keeping a lid on it in context of where you are. You're.
1: It's just wherever you are. Right.
0: You're just throwing <laughs> it out there on everybody to deal with. Okay. Number nine. Uh, this is another one that's important. How do you speak about your spouse when they're not with you mm-hmm. to other people? Because that's a big one.
1: Yes. Yeah. I agree. I'm not sure that I have too much to really chime in there on, but it, it's big. Mm-hmm. It's big. We show respect for him.
0: And this is a self-reflecting question to ask yourself on that. This, that's what this <laughs> one matters on. How do you refer to your spouse when you're with, about your spouse, when you're with the boys or you're with the ladies? How do you talk about them? What tone do you take? And I'm not saying it always has to be glowing angelic, but what tone do you take?
1: Well, the things that you share, are they things that you've already shared with your spouse? Mm-hmm. Do they even know that you are thinking along these lines as well? Yeah. I got to have someone to talk to. I got to talk to my girlfriends. Are you gossiping about your spouse with the girlfriend? Or just he, flat out when bashing even, them. And right. he doesn't even have a clue. Even if he has a clue and you've had these conversations...
0: Yeah, and we'll come back to this uh, in the next Okay, because I think extended. this is worth unpacking. I said I didn't
1: have much to say about it, and then that's the one I've talked the most about. Well, here we
0: about. go. Let's keep going. Right. Uh, number 10, um, walking on eggshells around your spouse in terms of what you can and can't say. Hmm. And let's be honest, um, we have had eggshell carpeting in our house.
1: I was about to say, <laughs> that one's the one I'm raising my, my hand on because I think uh, you've been hypersensitive at times in our marriage. Yeah, there's of been times. what to speak about and what not to speak about.
0: Right. Because if you feel like you everything you say that's a disagreement or a disagreement of your spouse then it turns into an argument that can that's a sign of a problem because then there's not room for the two of you. It's mm-hmm. groupthink trying to win out here. Yeah. Okay. Number 11, uh one person always putting another person before themselves. Mm. Like we're too selfless in the sense that there's no self there. I always
1: end up being a doormat.
0: Right. There's no boundaries that are being set. And this would have been me early on. Yeah. That I, I, I thought I was being the good Christian husband in some ways, as weird as this sounds, of not standing up and saying what I thought or setting a good tone or just speaking my mind.
1: Well, that goes with the eggshells thing. Mm -hmm. You thought if you said something Mm -hmm. and you didn't want to have a fight, so it's easier to just not say anything.
0: Yep. Yeah. And then the last one, again, these aren't in particular order by any means, but number 12 uh, is if your uh, marital conflict resolution method is screaming or insults or completely shutting down. So that anytime you guys have a disagreement or something you want to unpack and address, all you do is immediately take it personal <laughs> in World War Three.
1: Yeah. Right.
0: That's the sign of a problem. And that that would be one most people would be like, that makes sense. Yeah. And what's interesting in this is, um, I don't know if we've ever screamed at each other. We maybe screamed about each other. <laughs> <laughs> like walk out of the room and like, ah, uh, well, well,
1: we've shared before it's well, maybe, maybe that's happened. My screaming would have been in the form of slamming things and breaking the cabinet door right. in the kitchen. But right? mine
0: would have been just completely shutting down and avoiding. Yeah. I would have just walled it all off and walked away, but not actually dealt with it. It would have just been walking out, walking out. Yeah. Which is still a problem. Because that's, that's uh, Gottman's work of stonewalling, right? That that's a problem. Yeah. And so it's, it's recognizing, because marriage in and of itself is one of those things that is going to absolutely take us to the brink of, can I do this? Can I handle this or not? Yeah. Whether I like it or not, that's the reality. Most of us want a marriage that just is comfortable and easy. And I think we get seasons of that. I think you get moments of that. Even if you're, these have been a problem at different points. You still get moments because that's what keeps us in it, mm-hmm. on top of our commitment and our dedication and the co- the covenant of marriage and mm-hmm. the sacredness we may place therein. But it's recognizing a lot of these, if not all of these, are part of just one human in a relationship with another human, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, like you said at the beginning, these aren't all just about marriage, right? The,
0: it, no it, yeah. any
1: relationship can have this, whether it's parent child or coworker or um
0: right and they these would yeah. play out different like in a parent child relationship because you've got an inherent power differential yeah. yeah but for sure in marriage, it's recognizing okay, of this twelve things, and there were more that I mean there's countless <laughs> things that that can yeah. be signs um what I'm curious about is. What spoke most to the people that listened? What Hmm. to the nation? What did you hear? And if you're part of the platform on my.passionatelymarried.net, which is where the nation hangs out, and you can join for free, plus there's an academy level. that When you're an academy member, you get a deeper conversation, a lot more uh, depth of interaction and connection. Mm -hmm. Speak up there. Mm -hmm. Which ones do you see in your life?
1: what are you seeing now and what have you seen in the past that maybe you've worked on? Mm -hmm. That's good. Yeah. And And how did you work on it? (laughs) We'll talk about that more in extended, but but on the platform, you know, how did you work on it? How did you tackle it? That might benefit somebody else.
0: Absolutely. And then if you're a member of the Academy, you get to pay attention here in just a second on here's some things you can do and see how those line up. Yeah. I'm not sure how to feel uh, completely about some of this whole list because some of it still can Hit close to home, (laughs) if you think about it, because there's elements of, oh, yeah, I just did that last week. Okay. Hmm."
1: Well, goodness, that means you're human. (laughs) True. (laughs) And we're still getting better all the time. So there's even better things for us to experience. I think that that's kind of good.
0: Right. Well, and that's kind of the whole point I'm hoping people will recognize is that this is a list that, yes, they can be warning signs, but it's not doom and gloom.
1: No, not Any at all. Any warning
0: sign that goes off typically is pointing towards disaster is coming. It doesn't mean it's happening right now. So I can look so at it. So nip it in the bud. I can look at it and address what is. I think of it as like if I was flying in the cockpit of a plane or if I'm driving a car or our RV. Mm-hmm. And when I have signs go off, I want to pay attention to those because they usually will point towards if they're not addressed, there could be bigger issues down the road.
1: But if they are addressed, things run smooth, man. We get to go to the Rockies. We get to go to the beach. We get to go wherever the heck we want in that RV and experience even new and better things.
0: I'm totally on board with that. Let's let's roll. <laughs> let's spin Passionately Married. If we left something undone, we want to know. 214-702-9565, feedback at passionatelymarried.net transcripts are available on each of the episodes pages at passionatelymarried.net as well as all the advertisers deals and discount codes you can find uh, on our site so please consider supporting those who support the show so however you've taken a little bit of time out to spend it today thank you and we'll see you next time